Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite sim racing and motorsport podcast. That's right, back once again for the Renegade Master. It is the Race Department Podcast, Season 4, Episode 10. Hello, dear listener. Hope you're well. Couple of weeks since the previous episode when we uh, hopefully you thoroughly enjoyed that one. As always, we've got another guest for this episode, which is fantastic stuff. So we do a news podcast, we do a guest podcast, we do a new, you know how that goes. But uh, before we introduce our guest for this week, I think I should introduce one of the one of my co-presenters. And shall we start with the Italian stallion? It's Davide Nativo. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm fine, everyone. Um, you were telling us before we start recording you're melting just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the temperatures are going uh, sky high <laughs> as usual. But that's, but that's the, the thing. The, where you, I mean, world. when you leave, you get very, very hot summers. Yeah, true, true. I mean, but, we, we we we've just had in in the south southern of the UK of the UK. We've just had around about. 25, 22s, and that's been warm for us. Well, consider so, that uh, it's uh, 9 p.m. right here uh, while we're recording, and I have 26 degrees. So <laughs> this wow. is night, night yeah, temperature. It, 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 re- it reached about 16 degrees here today, so um, yeah, nothing nothing on you. You've been doing much uh, sim racing? Uh, I must admit that in the last couple of weeks I haven't done much sim racing, but uh, just in the last couple of days I've started uh, doing uh, again some uh, some races online. Nothing much, just a couple of races. But uh, but, you're back, it's been but you're fun. back online again, so no more, so no single player back online, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys have ruined it for me. No, <laughs> no. I can only race online. No, we opened your eyes. That's what yes, done. yes. Yeah, you you made me. Eat the red pill. Was it the red pill? Yeah, the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man. You have to say red pill. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We, I, I guess we won't talk about Ferrari. Uh, yeah, let's not the, go. Uh, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> the Let, let's, uh, let's introduce the other co-presenter. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. You've already heard his voice. You know he's here. It's the man from Portugal. It's Daddy Montiero. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, Danny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Have you been doing much sim racing? Uh, not at the moment, because at the moment I'm actually in Portugal on holiday. Oh, very nice. So, so I'm almost, yeah, well, today's been on the low 20s, but we've had 26 at night a few days ago as well. So I feel for everybody because I know what it's going through. Ah, oh, well, yeah, you want to come back to the UK, it's a lot cooler here. <laughs> I will eventually, but I'll enjoy it while I'm here for now. Very, very nice. Right, so the man from Portugal is actually in Portugal. For once, yeah, that's <laughs> once a year at least. He's not in, in wet, windy Scotland. No, and the, and the anthem now is making me have to stand up and feel like, ah, I'm home now. It's good. <laughs> I deserve this. I finally deserve this. <laughs> I'm guessing you've had some of mum's cooking, have you? Ooh, yeah, man, I've... I've put on some kilos. Luckily, in sim racing, doesn't make a difference, so it's fine. But yeah, but it makes but it makes a difference to the to the belt, though. That's the problem. That's what you got to think about, right? Yeah, but I, I still fit in my sim rig, so it's all good. I hope so. <laughs> I hope I will fit when I get back. Well, fantastic stuff, right? So they're my two co-presenters uh, with me, uh, and um, I would normally play an anthem, but 
Um, I, I wasn't really sure why way to play for you, Tariq. So, um, but anyway, uh, Tariq Gamil <laughs> is here with us uh, for this episode. Hello, Tariq. Hello. Hello there. How are you, dear sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You know, uh, as we're just talking about talking about the weather, you're over in Ireland. So, what's the weather been like there? Uh, Cold, well, windy. Pretty much, pretty much. No, we, 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 we get it. We get our spots of sunshine. We've had we've had a couple of good days, but uh, but yeah, we, ha- we have to. Or... Uh, yeah, a little bit in March, maybe one or two days in March. We had a couple of days in April, and uh, we had a little bit of sun yesterday. Um, but that was just for about like 30 minutes, but the rest was rain and wind and yeah, well, you've the got, usual. You've got a lot of mountains where you are, haven't you? So um, Yes, you know. yes. Surrounded by uh, the beautiful, beautiful Irish countryside. Yeah. And, you are. Uh, yeah, and the very, mountains and hills. It's very green, very green where you live. I've, I've, we, were talk, we were obviously talking before we were recording and, and, you know, like I've been to the area a few times. I've got a, I've got a friend who lives close to you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's picturesque around there, I must say. Oh, it's a beautiful place for sure. And I yeah. think, as far as I know, actually, Braveheart was filmed in Ireland. So there you go. It was, so, yes. Yeah, so. yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's more Scottish than Scotland. So there you go. I'm not a national, so I'll just... I won't come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What a great, what a great way to kick off the podcast by alienating our Scottish <laughs> fans. But I think I do that anyway. So uh, for my... I'm always having to dig at the weather there. Um, so, Tariq, thank you very much for uh, for joining us uh, on this episode. We've we've had a few guests of of uh, recently on the on this series slash season, whichever way you want to want to call it. And um, it's always good to kind of get another voice on the podcast because it tends to be me and 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 David Day and Danny, of course, uh, doing all all the talking. But um, so, Tariq, when somebody asks you to, when you get introduced to somebody. What do you say? What do you tell him? What do you do? Oh well, uh, I would say you know I'm, I'm a I'm a software developer by day and and an esports driver by night or by evening. So uh, when, when you tell much. people that, do they give you a funny look? Yeah, I suppose you know they wonder you know uh, kind of yeah this like kind of high it's high stress I suppose environments you know high stress uh, you know workloads so there's there's never a break there's never a break for me pretty much but I enjoy it no I enjoy I very much enjoy it and I'm very much kind of a very active person generally so uh, for sure you know I don't really know many esports drivers uh, up in Donegal or in Letterkenny you know um, yeah yeah. So it's it's kind of a it's a new thing I suppose, but uh, yeah. Well, you it's... well you only got internet the other week, didn't you? Out there? Hey. Yes. There? Yeah, yeah. I got into it the other week. Yeah, that's right. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I did. I did. But uh, I mean, I always joke with my friend because he lives out there, and I was like, "You only, you you moved to Letterkenny, but they only got electricity last week." And but in all jokes, like it's very it's very remote there, as you know, like yes. like I I I grow I've grown up in the countryside, but not to the extent. Of like Letterkenny because everything's so sparse, and even where my friend lives, it's like on a new plot. But it's kind of a new plot, and then where you think like, well, there's nothing, nothing else here. But then it's, but then you notice the wind because it's so open in Letterkenny. So yeah, I just kind of like sort of poke fun at him and say, oh, you only got the electricity last week, or you only got the internet a few months ago. You know, like, <laughs> pretty much. I'm all, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm always having um, having little jabs at him. So, um, but yeah, it, like going back to what I was saying, it is lovely and it's picturesque um yes. around there yeah and the roads are good fun as well um 
definitely. <laughs> yeah, especially when you go up to the, into the into those hills. But um, so yeah, I mean, going back to my question, when when you turn around to somebody and go, "I'm an esports driver," if that was pre-COVID, would you say a lot of people wouldn't know what that meant? Oh, definitely not. No, no, for sure. It's it's uh, it's blown up quite a bit since. Yeah, um, you know, uh, pre-COVID, I suppose. You know, I mean, esports has been around for for quite a while, of course. Um, but uh, for sure, when COVID came around, um, you know, that was actually my, my own personal foray into esports. You know, so prior to that, I was I was doing a lot of sim racing. I've been sim racing now for about about maybe sixteen years, so quite a while. Yeah. Um, but I only really got into esports actually around just actually yeah just at the start of COVID. So that's that's kind of what I first got into it. Um, and uh, of course at the time when you know everything obviously was in lockdown, everything was there was no racing happening in the world, you know, uh, because of of the situation. So the focus just not, you know diverted to okay we want to race, but how you know but we can't go to the racetrack, we can't get together. So how can we do it? Okay, we do it remotely, you know. So yeah. sim racing definitely blew up in a big way, and esports, and you know, uh, or in the con- you know, esports in the context of sim racing definitely grew, you know, a leaps and oh, bounds yeah. since, I mean, since yeah. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, you saw it with that with just the Le Mans twenty four hour. You know, like it just it just blew up out of out of nowhere, and I think, but also out of a necessity really for people to kind of get that motorsport fix. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all love racing. We all we all enjoy the driving fast cars. We all enjoy driving on you know picturesque tracks, and you know, of course, the competition is a big part of it. We all, we all enjoy competing. So uh, it was definitely a, a very good a very good way to uh, tap into that, if you like, to tap into that passion. So definitely. Yeah. So um, one of the things we like to do here or i like to start off the podcast when we have a guest is kind of take you back to the, to when you were a wee nipper and <laughs> um you were playing your first racing games um you know we've i've talked about it with chris hay recently on a podcast and we've had a few models of late where we talked about it um for you do you have memories of when you kind of real you know when you started getting into to racing games doesn't necessarily have to be sim racing it could be an arcade game we're not we're not judgmental here but <laughs> how did how did you get how did you get started uh well i would say actually i i got started or i got let's say introduced to sim racing actually through uh through my older brother so my older brother amir um he was a very big motorsports fan um and also a sim racing fan himself and uh I remember, you know, being like, say, four or five years old. So, you know, I didn't really know anything about driving or sim racing at the time. But I do remember uh, vivid images in my mind of uh, watching him play uh, Jeff Crammon's Formula One Grand Prix. You know, the first uh, mm-hmm. first Jeff Crammon Grand Prix game. Um, and then, you know, going to Grand Prix 2. And towards, I suppose, you know, in the later years of Grand Prix 2, just before Grand Prix 3 came out, uh, I started to kind of get into it a little bit, you know. At the time, we didn't have a steering wheel, so we actually just played on the keyboard. Uh, so just the A Z keys and yeah. angle brackets and all that. Uh, so uh, I kind of I got started getting into it a little bit with with driver aids, a lot of all the driver aids I could find basically for it. Um, and uh, and then you know I started to get into it a little bit more with Grand Prix Three. Um, you know, still kind of yeah, nothing 
nothing too serious. But uh, then I suppose at Grand Prix 4, um, when that came around, then I was kind of a lot more into it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't say I was competitive, but I was kind of a lot more active into it. Um, so, but I would say actually truthfully, like, uh, you know, what I, you know, originally my main passion was actually kind of rallying. So I played a lot of the Colin McRae rally games back in the day. Nice. And nice, nice. Uh, Danny's were... a big, I mean, obviously you would have listened to a podcast where Danny talked about, you know, Richard Burns rally. Oh, that's uh, that's a beautiful simulator for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. So good to hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, it's, but it's 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 immensely frustrating as well. But it's it's also brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know, rewarding, much more rewarding as well when you finally get the clean stage and so on. When you nail the stage, that's right. Yeah. So uh, I remember, yeah, many a time I'd be trying to kind of improve my time. I think it was on uh, Bissan. The Bissan stage, yeah, the long French and one, yeah, the long French one. So it was, it was, you know, a real thrill, you know, a real, uh, a real adrenaline rush. But uh, and many a times, you know, I would have clipped a tree here or there and be like, oh, restart, Stop, you know, restart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I would say, yeah, that that was kind of my, you know, that I was kind of much more into rallying, and then slowly I just transitioned into circuit racing. Uh, but you know. Rallying still, I still, you know, I play like dirt rally and dirt rally two as well um, from time to time. So it's 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 good fun. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, so pretty much, uh, you know, with uh, with Grand Prix four, just uh, started getting into it a bit more, and then I played a lot of. Uh, I suppose my first real taste of proper competition would have been um, Tropolis Street Racer on the Dreamcast. Uh, I don't know that one. Oh, no, Dreamcast. Oh. Wow, that's way back. Well. I mean, I know so, the I know the console. I've ever had yeah, one, but yeah. I don't know the game. Yeah, so Metropolis Street Racer was developed by Bizarre Creations, um, and uh, you may you may have heard of Project Gotham Racing on the Xbox. So uh, Project Gotham Racing was actually yeah, kind of the great the, game. Yeah, we talked about it with Chris Hay. Yeah, great yeah. game. It yeah. was yeah, it was an amazing game, an amazing game back in the day for sure. Uh, so Metropolis Street Racer, you could say it was like the, or you could say Project Gotham Racing is like the spiritual successor of Metropolis Street Racer. So um, unfortunately, of course, we all know well that the Dreamcast had a short life, unfortunately. So it was a great console mm. back in the day, but uh, due to I guess some I don't know, uh, let's say poor business decisions. Uh, it never, it kind of didn't really have a successful uh, uh, long life, if you like. Um, but then when the X, the original Xbox came around, then, you know, um, Project Gotham Racing came about and Project Gotham Racing 2 as well. Um, so, and I can proudly say I got all platinum medals and Project nice. Gotham Racing well 2. So yeah. that, that was a, that was a, that was, that was probably my greatest uh, racing game achievement to date. I still hold it in high regard. <laughs> so that was immensely difficult, immensely difficult to get. <laughs> so, so were you never uh, a Gran Turismo player? I was familiar with Gran Turismo back in the day, uh, but actually I my first, uh, you could say we had the first PlayStation I owned was the PS3 actually. Uh, okay. So that's when I started to kind of get into, and then, yeah, but I was yeah aware of Gran Turismo uh, for many years before that, um, but, but uh, I never really got into. But actually, funnily enough, I then got a. Uh, after I got my PS3, I actually got a PS2, and then I played a bit more of Gran Turismo 4 
back uh, yeah, some years ago. Yeah, the best one. The best one. Yeah, this was an uh, amazing, amazing game. Like, amazing racing game. So, but yeah, I, I would say, like, you know, for a long time, actually, I would have started uh, with Forza, actually, the original Forza Motorsport. Yeah, yeah, I uh, had the original. I love that game. I genuinely love that game at the time. I played many, many online lobbies. And actually, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I went online one night, and I, you, you know me, Tariq. Um, we've raced quite a few times at Race Department, and we'll yep. get onto that with club racing. And you know, I'm quite an outgoing person, so I'll just take the mickey out of you, whether I've just known you for five hours or five years. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> and I jumped into this lobby with, with a bunch of northerners, and being a southerner, it's quite funny. And, um, and uh, they gave me... You know, gave me abuse about being a southerner. I gave them abuse about being northerners, right? As you would, well, beating them out on track, right? Showing them how it's done. <laughs> and um, next thing I know, I get friend requests from every single one of them. And I play Xbox with them for years after that. Um, now, don't so much, we don't, we don't anymore. Um, unfortunately, one of them recently uh, passed away, sadly. Um, but um, the rest of them I kind of keep in touch with on Facebook. But, you know, everybody's had, well, they've had kids, I haven't, but they've had kids and so their life's changed. So we, we don't play like we used to back in the day. So, um, but I do, for that reason, I have fond memories of Forza Motorsport because I, I made friends. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's and it's a great game. And it was a great game of its time as well. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely, it was a lot of fun for sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what, so... Uh, when did you when did you make the jump to PC? Uh, I would say yeah, like I would say my my earliest uh, kind of proper sim racing would be back in two thousand five, two thousand and six. Wow. Uh, okay. So I then uh, there was a sim back like that was quite popular back then called Live for Speed. Um, yeah, know yeah. of it. Never played it, but I know of it. Oh, it 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 was the the daddy of its time. It was the best. Yeah. It was the best sim of its time. It was sim racing before it was cool, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So you know they they. Uh, I mean, I suppose not. To, I suppose you know you always had Grand Prix Legends as well back in the late nineties. Grand Prix Legends was was quite amazing in its own right. Um, but yeah, with Live for Speed, you had a lot more variety when it came to the types of cars you could drive, and they were all. Uh, very well, you know, really quite well simulated as well. And there was quite a, you know, had a quite advanced tire model for its time. And uh, the only the only downside with Live for Speed that there was very um, little licensed content, if you like, it was mostly fictional. But a lot of the cars, you know, you would see, uh, you could tell, okay, that's, you know, that's based on a Porsche 911 or, you know, that's based on a, you know, Opel Corsa or something, you know, so there was, there was quite some, you know, Gentle references to, to real cars at the, of the t at the time, but uh, it was it was a great sim, and that's I suppose, you know, that was the first sim that I really got in, you know, ra started racing properly competitively in, and uh, started racing in leagues in. Um, so nothing, nothing of an esports level or anything, but uh, that's that's kind of where I kind of started. Back, back in those days, I mean, I know I know um, when Bram, um, when I talked to him about starting race department. Um, he um, would race in leagues and, you know, things were done manually back in those days where now yep. you've got these online platforms that do all the hard work and um, and you, 
streaming wasn't a thing, was it? I mean, you couldn't stream back in those days. So it was it was more for the pure fun, wasn't it? Rather than the, oh, look at me, kind of people that you kind of get a little bit of now. Yes. Not everybody, but, you know, it's like... You were, you were there before it was cool, Tariq. <laughs> you could say that, yeah. I, I, I was the nerd in the basement. It's like, oh, he's Tariq's on his little steering wheel and playing his little, <laughs> his little racing games. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the steering wheel back then in 2005? Uh, well, my first, yeah, so my first proper steering wheel was a Microsoft Sidewinder force feedback wheel. Mm hmm and uh the funny story actually is that when we first when we first got the wheel um we actually could, couldn't get it to work at all for whatever reason we tried everything and different things and it was a brand new wheel and we're like okay why can't we get it working and uh and it simply turned out to be uh yeah like the our, our motherboard bios was not compatible with it for some reason so uh and it's like we were like one of the odd cases one of the odd exceptions where it didn't work and we were you know quite frustrated at the time um and you know back then you know uh it wasn't as straightforward to just update the bios as you can now yeah, uh, yeah. so i think yeah we had to basically get a whole other motherboard <laughs> so that we could use the wheel <laughs> so um so yeah but the, the sidewinder yeah, many fun that memories that would have been a lot harder in 2005 because Computer components now are everywhere. Well, you know, obviously um, things have been a little bit tough over the last couple of years. We're getting hold of hardware. But yeah. back in those days, you know, I mean, I remember as a kid, um, we used to have, we used to drive to a little to a place to a town called Sidcup, um, just outside London, where there was where there was a computer shop, you know, back in those days where you had uh, floppy disks and everything and, and then CDs came along. Um, and that was before the days of game and everything else that you saw down the, the high street a few years later. But um, even in 2005, you would have struggled there. That would have been really tough. For sure, yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of, you uh, you have to kind of like, well, you have to scour scour the computer. We had like, there was a couple of uh, computer malls that we'd, we'd go to to try and see, you know, try and find, you know, a motherboard that, that would be compatible and uh yeah it wasn't as straightforward as you know i don't know just log on to some online computer retailer where it says oh there's the mother which click downloads and just get, wait for it to get shipped out to you you know so it was, it was a bit more yeah you know the days the days before proper internet let's say yeah so it was it was always interesting trying to to, to get stuff so uh yeah fall floppy yeah, days of the floppy disks so or uh, probably kids now nowadays take their their the save icon so the save icon, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember still, that, the yeah. disc still lives, yeah. <laughs> the I mean, still kids, lives in kids, some form. Kids today don't know what it was like to to live, you know, through the nineties. Um, but I guess our parents would say the same about us because when they when my dad I mean my dad was born in the fifties, um, you know, things have changed a hell of a lot over that over that time. But Technology is really driven a lot around society now because things are so more accessible than they were even 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, when you talk about trying to find a motherboard or even the latest games back on the floppy disks back in those days, it was a lot harder. It was a lot harder than it, than it is now. Everything's just go online, go and get the BIOS update, go and download the latest drivers. I mean... Yeah, I mean, things have come so far, you forget, actually, what it used to be like. 
Yes, but uh, th thankfully it's a lot better. Thankfully, <laughs> a lot easier, yeah, for sure. But uh, a different time, yeah, a different time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So, um, so two thousand five. When did you? When I mean, you and I um, touched on it a few few minutes ago. You and I came across each other back in RD circles back in the day. You used to do a lot of club racing and. Um, yep. We used to race in a set of Corsa, and I always knew you were quick because you were quick, and I wasn't so quick. Um, but I, I started out on uh, the PlayStation 3, and then I sort of, luckily, my brother gifted me his old PC, and that's kind of what opened that door uh, for PC sim racing for me, and that's when I joined RD. I mean, I've been a member of RD for a while, so I used to race in an F1 league, but um, yeah, you and I came across each other, and I, you know, you always just absolutely smashed me. But um, but one thing I, I always wouldn't say that. About you, I wouldn't say that. But yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I always remember about you was you 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 are a big community player. Like you you love being part of the the sim racing community, and I think I always came across. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. 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 But you're always very helpful to others, you know? Like, some people like to keep their secrets close to their chest, so to speak. But you you, ne you never seem like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I suppose, you know, the, the way the way I kind of, you know, I mean, I, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, helping people out. I enjoy kind of talking with people. And for sure, you know, because I was, you know, obviously racing... Uh, racing quite frequently in the rd uh, uh club races um so you know there was always and it was always you know the same you know a lot of the same faces the same names that you know you'd see week to week and uh for sure you know we, we always we always had good fun and a good laugh you know whenever we got together and for sure you know we all we all take our racing a little bit seriously and we all want to do well uh but there's always kind of a good you know, general positive atmosphere, and uh, that's something I, you know, I, I very much enjoyed. And uh, I suppose, you know, whatever, you know, I, you know, I something I've learned is that, you know, context is a very important thing to take into consideration. That, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, well, for example, when it comes to any esports events that I'm involved in, um, you know. Generally speaking, yeah, everyone kind of holds their cards close to their chest throughout, and it's yeah. you know it's understandable. There's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of let's say money involved and kind of support, um, so everyone has to be a bit more cautious. But you know the club racing, it's kind of you know we all you know I'd say you know there were there were times of course where things were little, you know you know very competitive. Uh, you know I remember racing with. Uh, Joel, of course, Joel Koisman. Oh, and, he's uh, so fast. Joel. And Aki. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Aki, of course, as well, and Joff yeah. as well. So, you know, we, we all, we, you know, we, we, we sometimes, I suppose, took our racing a bit more serious <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but but at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, we had good fun and we had a good laugh about it afterwards. So, talking to Joel, you know, he, he, dis he disappeared off the face of the earth for a while. Um, yeah, we, we were really worried about him because we hadn't heard from him. But it turned out that he was um, he was in the army. So where yes. he's from, they had to, they have to do a year's service. 
and he just didn't communicate with anybody. So we we all assumed the worst had happened, you know. Right. But eventually he he reappeared. So um, yeah, um, and I, I I do follow him now on Instagram. So I do see the odd post from him and no. But yeah, he was always a pacey racer. But also another one I think you know was always willing to help the slower people, i.e. me. Um, you know, uh, become become better. Um, but back in those days, I mean, I'm guessing you were at school and whatnot. Were you spending every waking hour you could sim racing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time, for sure. A lot of time sim racing, maybe a little too much time at times. Uh, but uh, yeah, for sure, you know, it's, it's something, you know, it's, it's, it's a big passion of mine. And it's been a passion of mine for many years. Uh, so it's something I very much, very much enjoy doing. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's like one thing, you know, uh, you know, I've learned is that, so one thing I do know, you know, you can never shortcut experience, you know, uh, yeah. so that's something that's, you know, experience is experience. Um, but for sure, you know, uh, I always like to, you know, help people out when I could and educate people when I could with things. And, uh, you know, because, you know, I, I would, if I would say if the situation was reversed, you know, uh, you know, I would appreciate people kind of supporting me or helping me to kind of figure something out or get to grips with something, you know. And yeah. for sure, you know, when, when there's an open discussion and an open forum, you know, uh, to talk about things and sometimes, you know, you know, I'm I'm someone who always believe that you know I I don't I I definitely don't know everything about say car setup and strategy. I, I don't know everything. There's there's a lot for me to learn. Um, and you know I would have you know uh, someone I, I learned a lot actually about you know technical uh, things when it came to car setup was um, actually from Bobby if you remember you know Bobby Pennington. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so Bobby kind of taught me a few things that I, I never knew about. There. I never knew about kind of from a mechanical standpoint. Um, so, you know, it was, you know, so there's a great atmosphere and, you know, we're all kind of learning from each other, benefiting from each other's, you know, knowledge and experience. And so it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a great, it was a great atmosphere for sure. You know. Yeah, that's, I think uh, that's what people kind of underestimate sometimes is that community aspect uh, with with anything, you know, we, we're not just not just race department per se, but with any place very very similar. And and now, um, as time has moved on, see there are now communities within within Discord, but not everybody likes a Discord, you know, because it's very hard to keep on top of all the thousands of messages that get posted in there. Yeah. Um, but. A forum, I think, still has its place. And then when you go into the... And I and I completely get it. Some people find the idea of joining a voice chat quite an intimidating experience. And especially if people, you know, like myself, are quite loud. I could be a little bit intimidating, I guess, to a newbie. Um, but I also like to think I'm, I'm pretty welcoming. Um, and and you do. And, and, um, and you do. I mean, I did a... a a, a race department club race in Autoblista 2 a couple of weeks ago around Alton Park. And it was great fun. We were having a right giggle in chat. You know, but it also got serious at times as well. But it but what I like about it is is that especially if you're coming up against a driver who's a little bit slower, not necessarily so confident, and I'll be like, right, I'll come on your right. You know, so you can just 
have that kind of and, and to try to minimize them you know feeling bad about taking you out and also minimizing my anger as well because let's be honest like you know when somebody does something <laughs> can as we as we heard Max Verstappen at the weekend you know shouting at his race engineer about <laughs> DRS you know like in the heat I mean I was saying this to somebody earlier on like in the heat in the, this is this is a question for you in the heat of the moment, you you are certain that something is someone else's fault. In the heat of the in the heat of the battle, but then when you watch it back, you see it from a different perspective. Yeah, does, does that happen to you a lot, or not? Yeah, for sure. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I like to kind of sometimes I would you know go into a corner and you know say I'm uh, you know uh, on the inside of someone going into a corner, and uh, you know they knock me up from the side and i'd be raging i'm like oh he turned in on me what's he doing you know <laughs> and i would get really flared up and really you annoyed like magnuson yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you know yeah. so it's like you know what are you doing man you know and uh you know but then you know say you know go through the race and finish the race and everything and then i go back and look at the replay and it's like oh hang on a minute i drifted out a little bit <laughs> so i tapped him not him tapped me yeah you know? yeah so uh for sure it's easy yeah you know kind of uh you know whatever what, what i suppose whenever everyone's fired up it's easy to kind of lose lose your temper a bit or kind of uh feel a bit maybe a bit paranoid at times yeah <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i um i did a i did not long ago i did a um an event at suzuka and it was a team event and before when some when, when something happens um i would you know get very angry and I can see myself doing it, which is why I took a bit of a break from sim racing for a bit. Um, and and then at Suzuka, I just sort of internally just sort of kind of held it in because I wanted to focus on my job. So something had happened, like a contact between me and a bat marker. Um, and, uh, you know, in hindsight, maybe I could have been a little bit more patient, um, but I was being pressured by the car behind me and I was yeah. conscious that they were faster than me, but I'd been holding them up. And they were going to try and use this opportunity as a back marker to get past, right? So, um, uh, and there was contact happened, and 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 Steve, I was racing with, went, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm just, I'm just keeping my <laughs> temperament under control because I want to, <laughs> I want to focus on what I'm doing rather than focus on being angry, because yeah. I've done that in the past where I've." I can see my thoughts of thinking about the incident, whether it be my fault or some. Because I get angry whether it's someone else's fault or I get angry whether it was my fault because I'm then kicking myself because I made a mistake, right? Um, and that's no good for anybody because I've got teammates that I don't want to let down. So I'm yeah. trying now to kind of concentrate and think about the apex and the exits rather than, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Um, so yeah, and it, and it is hard in the heat of the moment to keep that focus definitely yeah yeah it's uh i mean like one thing that uh you know kind of uh i've i've learned kind of i suppose over time is that you know you know there, there's always that old saying you know no point crying over spilt milk right yeah uh so you know that's so something you know say if an incident has happened and everything of course it's very frustrating very annoying at the time you know and uh especially if it's like you say if it's someone else's fault um know that that you get spun round or you get bumped off a bit or whatever um but you know 
at the end of the day, you know, there's 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 actually very there's no benefit to staying angry about it now uh, because uh, you know one thing I've learned as well is that it can be like a vicious cycle. Yeah. So you know, you get angry with an incident that happened, and because you're angry, you lose. You know, your 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 thinking is clouded, and your focus is kind of a little bit withered. You know, it's a little bit. Uh, you know, not not focusing on the driving, you know, and uh, and then you make another, you know, you make a, a mistake, and then it just compounds that anger, you know, that that feeling, and then it's just, you know, it just becomes uh, a terrible experience, you know, for the, the rest of the race. So, you know, for sure, you know, it's kind of it's it's frustrating when these things happen, but you know, the best thing is just to I suppose you know put it behind you and just focus, you know, like you say, just focus on the driving, focus on getting you know the breaking points getting the apexes and, you know just getting maximizing the the track space and everything so uh yeah for sure it's uh that's yeah, the kind of the, the approach i like to take myself Tariq, if i if i may uh, we were discussing about this with uh with chris last time uh as we were saying you know while you're racing there is the uh the chance that you uh, get in contact with a back marker or another driver, or you yep. yourself make a mistake. We, you know, the case that we've just discussed. But um, as we were also talking about this with Chris, there is also the chance that uh, your mind might just drift away, you know, especially if it's an endurance race uh, or, uh, you know, maybe you get in the car, but you're still thinking about something that has happened, uh, you know, in your life uh, in the day or the day before or something that ha has to happen. So pressure for, uh, for a result or something. So what do you suggest to people uh, in this case if, or to me in particular, because for example, my problem is that um, I tend to lose focus, not because something happens, but because my mind drifts away. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say, you know, I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely suffer from that, you know, uh, from time to time. And, you know, uh, the main thing I would say is to, uh, you know, when, when you feel kind of the focus, I suppose, fading away a bit, you know, it's important then to just kind of try to bring yourself back into the present moment and try to, uh, I suppose, you know, try and focus a bit more about, you know, the competition around you. Uh, you know, kind of keeping an eye on people's lap times, keeping an eye as well on, uh, you know, the, your, the tires, you know, the, are the tires in a good state? And also just trying to, I suppose, mentally, you know, mentally remind yourself to, uh, you know, focus on, on getting, getting your breaking points, getting the apexes. And one thing that I've, you know, also personally done is that sometimes you know, with endurance racing, I've done, you know, so a lot of endurance racing over the past couple of years. And, it's quite for sure it's a lot easier in an endurance race for just the focus just to, to drift away and uh, you know one thing that i found that kind of helps me kind of you know bring myself bring my focus back is actually driving as fast as i can you know just pushing as hard as i can and uh, i remember you know hearing uh, uh make a you know back in the days when he's racing with mclaren and he was noting, uh, you know, he was he was talking about the same thing. You know, he was saying that you know sometimes people think, you know, you know, if you have a comfortable lead, um, then you know just you know take it back a bit, just be a bit more careful, bring the car home. You know, it's there's no there's no reason uh, to risk you know driving quickly and going off the track. You know, 
um, but you know he he made the remark that actually when you think like that sometimes then it's then it's easy to kind of drift off and just lose focus and kind of you know start just uh, staring in the distance if you like you know because you're not uh, you're not making as much effort as you normally would when you're driving quickly or dri driving hard let's say so uh, so that's something which you know um, I personally would you know would do is that sometimes if I notice you know that I've lost focus and actually uh, just just over the weekend when I had when I had an event you know that that I did have that exact moment in one of my stints and you know, I just kind of said, basically, just mentally told us, okay, focus, drive as quick as I can. And once I did that, then my driving, I was a lot more consistent, and uh, I was driving a little bit quicker. So uh, that's yeah, that I find that that can help a lot. You know, uh, just kind of pushing harder, just focusing and pushing harder. You know, just to get the concentration back there. So yeah. Uh, nice. I have thing. a question. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I have a question going back a bit, like uh, if you go back from the... Um, oh, because now you're doing endurance races, I guess well, you can tell us a bit more also later about uh, yeah, Williams Esports yeah. and your team. Uh, but uh, going a bit back when you kind of transitioned from uh, do, well, doing the not-so-serious and then maybe a bit more serious club races with all the guys in AC and so on, I remember you took part in the RD Mini Challenge, right? Uh, oh, did I? That was, yes, perhaps, yes. Yeah. Uh, per yeah, I don't remember. But did you, like, yeah. when you started to do, like, okay, when you started to decide to do a bit more serious and maybe going to esports or at least do some more serious leagues, um, what uh, what was the, what did you see as the main difference between doing, like, a, being, a, being in a serious club race and trying hard to, like, beat the fast guys? To actually, okay, start thinking in a championship mindset and um, I guess later this uh, focus came in but what was the what you say, would you say was the big difference and the big wake up call between uh, the serious club races and the actual serious uh, championships um well i mean for the, the main i suppose the main difference i suppose is just yeah, the overall level of competition um was uh you know i would say in in, in the club in the club races you know you had a lot more uh, there's a lot more, say, diversity in experience um, and uh, speed, let's say, between drivers. Um, but with, the, I suppose, uh, with the more, uh, you know, kind of or serious championships, uh, everyone is, you know, pretty much the whole field, almost the whole field, is kind of competing at a very, very high level, and. Uh, it's you know what i what i've learned is that it's actually you know before you know sometimes you kind of th you know it might be you make one or you make a couple of large setup changes and uh you know it would comfortably get you in the I don't say top five you know uh say i remember you know i used to do a lot of the the sunday set of course uh, gt3 races uh so you know you just find you know a good setup and everything and you know just automatically you'd be in a good position for the race um with the more serious events oh, everyone has a good setup um so it's a case of you know that it's then just focusing a little bit more on the finer de details you know also i mean setup still you know can make a difference for sure you know 
but it's kind of the margins are a lot finer and uh you know one thing you know i've i've learned over you know uh, the many years of racing i've done is that uh quite often uh you can come across a lot of fast drivers over one lap you know very very quick one lap and they can you know get pole position you know second or third or whatever um but you know they lacked consistency when it came to the race so you know one out of every five laps they would maybe have a very quick lap but the other four laps not so quick and over a race mm -hmm. distance that was something that would actually hamper them so i found that with racing competing at a high level you know it's it's a it's a it's actually a culmination of many elements you know you have to be fast you have to be consistent you have to be good with strategy and uh you also have to be uh you know you have to have very good racecraft as well learning to you know when to overtake people when not to overtake mm -hmm. things like that yeah so yeah, that's, that's probably where you can minimize the time loss the most i guess by overtaking and uh yeah exactly yeah yeah, speaking so of the sorry, cool. just a quick one to follow on from the like you mentioned also strategy, and I guess this comes more into play with the well, in the, not only team events but even like on ACC where we have to, well, if you do single races or single driver races where you have to do all the strategy yourself and then do the pit stops and all these things. How and even like <laughs> the mini game of having to find get your car in the right spot. To, in the in the pit box to get the the pit stop yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like how, in terms of uh, team events, that you when you are more people. Uh, well, I speak from, from from what I see from the races I do. It's about fuel, uh, changing tires if the weather changes, maybe if it's a long race. Uh, but I guess at your level, there's a lot more. All without, of course, uh, sharing like the secret details of your team or anything. What kind of other things do you uh, plan when it comes to a race strategy, a long endurance race? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, ACC in particular, uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of factors, a lot of elements at play um, in any, any endurance races. Um, but, you know, definitely, you know, you have to, I suppose, you know, keep in mind, uh, you know the the variation, right? The variation of the the, the track temperature, the air temperature um, throughout throughout an event. Um, so you know different temperatures, you know different, obviously different tire pressures, um, and uh, it also affects you know say fuel use. So trying to determine you know what's the optimal, what would be the optimal pressures for any particular condition, you know tire pressures. Um, and also how to maximize, uh, you know, or let's say, you know, just simply, I suppose, you know, using, never, never using too little fuel, never using too much fuel, just finding a good, you know, the, the, just the right amount. Um, but also, uh, you know, learning, I suppose, about positioning of, of other cars on the track at the time, you know, so it's important that it comes to, as well as, you know, of course, accounting for time loss in pit lane and time loss in the pit stops and, and so on. And also, uh, like I say, going back, you know, learning to how to how to race smartly, if you like, you know, race, you know, when when to battle with people, when not to battle with people, you know, these kind of things. So, um, 
yeah, you know, there's all these factors are taken into consideration. Um, you know, as well as you know, there's also kind of you know brake pad wear, brake disc wear. You know, so in the longer endurance races, that that also becomes a factor that we have to take into consideration. Uh, so yeah, there's lots lots of elements, I suppose you could like you could say, yeah. Yeah, so, so you go down to yeah finer details. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so you kind of you kind of alluded to earlier on when you were talking about people that could, you know, do a fast lap, and I kind of refer to those people as hot lappers rather than people that yep. have potentially racecraft. And and I think you make a good point because I'm not one of the fastest by any stretch. I'm maybe two seconds a lap uh, pace off, you know, the the qualifying lap or whatever but when i look at my lap times they are consistent and only today giardia who i follow on 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 socials you know posted uh an image of some of his lap times and you know and they're so consistent and staying out of trouble and being consistent are two top tips really for especially for endurance racing i mean if you're doing a sprint race if you're a hot lapper if you've got a bit of racecraft about you, you're probably going to win. But over a longer distance race, if I qualify top 20, a lot of the time I might get into the top 10 because I'm consistent and it pays dividends. Yep. Oh, you have definitely. to read the situations as well, Tariq, isn't it? Like seeing something develop in front of you and thinking, oh, that's going to go wrong in a second. I'm just going to back off a little bit. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Just kind of... Uh... Yeah, keep keeping an eye on those around you. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, but also know when to kind of like not force something as well. Like, a, you know, like try not to make... Because th- if, if something's not on and you try and make it on, the chances are it's going to go wrong. For sure, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, you have to kind of weigh up, I suppose, the... Uh, weigh up the chances of it, you know, or the probability that, you know be fine and or it's going to end up in a big crash in the wall uh so for sure you know it's it's important to to be strategic about it and you know uh yeah definitely so let's kind of bring it forward a little bit to present time um currently you're racing for williams esports is that right esport team yes yes uh well williams and, and monster rugby gaming yes Right, so two teams you're you're racing for. Right. Well, Williams, Williams Esports, yes, yes. But right. uh, I'm I'm also involved with Monster Rugby Gaming this year. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So, how did that come about? Uh, well, so last year, um, you know, I was competing in the RDGTC. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, would you want congratulations? Uh, thank you. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good fight. It was a really good fight with uh, with Chris, Chris Down. Uh, it was a good, fun championship. Um, and uh, so, yeah, at the time, you know, I was racing in the, in the, in the RDGTC, um, and then there was a time where there was some overlap with the British GT Esports Championship uh, that started, I think, in April of last year. Uh, or no, it was March, I think. Um, so, yeah, so basically I was, uh, at the time I was actually kind of, I was juggling between the two championships. So I was doing a bit of, you know, I was racing the GT3, I was the, the Ferrari GT3 uh, in the RDGTC. 
and then in the British GT uh, Esports Championship, I was driving the Porsche Cayman GT4. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of, it was difficult, I suppose, uh, <laughs> to, to, to balance my time between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, and a full-time job, uh, so it was yeah, a bit tricky. But basically, yeah, towards the end of the, uh, the British GT Championship, um, I was approached uh, by Williams um, to join them, and uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, that's how that that's how that came about. <laughs> Wow, not not even Jason Plato had it that easy. That's he must be no, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was a challenge. You, didn't, you, didn't, you don't challenge. have to kind of like. Um, I don't know. Don't they don't interview you or anything, or they just. I don't really know. Oh. I mean, I'm not part of an esports team, so. Yeah. No, no. I mean, there there was there was some discussion for for okay. uh, I'd say for uh, a week or two. And yeah. uh, just as opposed to, you know, get an idea of what they're looking for, to give them an idea of what I can offer to the team. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but just, you know, after a So you sold yourself, weeks, did you? Like you would in a, in a normal year. Yes. You'd be like, These, this, is what <laughs> I could, this is what I could bring. But did they have to sell themselves to you as well? So like they, so they, they made, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I've never been part of an esports team and... Uh, but do they say right? This is the plan for the next twelve years. This is how many races we think we should do. What does that? What does that? What do those conversations look like? Yeah, I mean, for sure, uh, you know, they they uh, divulged into into what they could offer. You know, yeah, um, being part of the team. Um, so, you know, uh, one thing that uh, you know. I remember one of the things that they mentioned uh, that was uh, obviously because Williams Esports is you know linked to the to the Formula One team. It's part of the Formula One team that Williams yeah. racing. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, being being able to attend events uh, as as a guest of Williams, you know. Nice. Uh, so that's that's one of the perks. So. Need, need, a, need a mate to go with you? Yeah. 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 No bother. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I'll, I'll give you a buzz. I'll give you a buzz whenever that yeah it comes about. So yeah, I'll give you a buzz. <laughs> no bother. No bother at all. So yeah, I'll be yeah. So for sure. Yeah. There's you know. So that's that's one of the things. And uh, for sure, you know, there's you know uh, one of the great things about Williams as well. There's a lot of uh, know partners there's a lot of partners associated mm. with williams so um it's a great name isn't it williams i mean it's definitely i mean it's i mean i i mean i i don't know i don't actually know how old you are treat but I, i'm in my early 40s and and i remember the likes of nigel mansell you know winning the championship with with williams and yep. you know that 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 livery that he raced i mean it's it's etched in everybody's memories because it was such a great car um, innovative and um, and whatnot, um, yes. and you know, so Frank William. I mean, only we what we lost him about a year ago now, yep. um, and you know, unfortunately, Claire had to sell the sell the team. But it's you know, and, and unfortunately, that's because the, the Formula One's changed. You know, like you don't get the privateers that you had back in the day when Frank Williams decided to to enter Formula One. But to to kind of have a kind of a link to to a name like that, I mean, that's that's something special. Oh, it's it's uh, it's you know, 
it's it's it's, it's a tremendous honor um, and pleasure to to be to be be part of the the you know Williams and uh, yeah I mean William I mean I've I've followed Formula One you know all my life and uh, you know actually my first uh, if you remember you know uh, the the Onyx car models you know they used to make the yeah, oh, there's a company yeah. called Onyx they make these little uh, F1 car models and uh, my first car model was uh, Damon Hill's 1996 Williams. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think the one that he, he won the French Grand Prix with, if I remember correctly. Uh, so Williams, you know, for sure, it's it's a team that I've, you know, I'm a huge fan of and have a huge uh, respect and admiration for, for what they've achieved. And, you know, like, you, you know, considering, I mean, I watched, uh, you know, the, the, there was a Williams, you know, documentary uh, yeah, released yeah, I believe, a few years yeah. ago, and uh, considering like the, the the difficulties and the hardship that you know Frank Williams or, or Sir Frank Williams and and Sir Patrick Head have went through uh, to to form Williams into what they are today, you know, it's just it's an incredible story, really quite an incredible story, and uh, many, you know, there's been many great champions that drove for Williams over the years. Uh, Mentioned, of course, you know Nigel Mansell, mm-hmm. um, you know uh, Ayrton Senna, of course, yeah. for for a brief time, and uh, you know Damon Hill, Jack Villeneuve, uh, you know. So there was, you know, and going I suppose further back, if you like, you know, the likes of Nelson Piquet and Keke Rosberg and Alan Jones, and you know, so the team, uh, you know, they have a great heritage, great history, and uh, for sure. A very, very passionate team. They love racing, Just love mm-hmm. racing, everything and anything racing. You know, so it's it's uh, it's, it's definitely a huge honor and a huge uh, pleasure to to drive to drive for a team like that. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing, like a, a lot of um, esports teams, Williams kind of started to enter the esports arena with the F1 game. Would you say? Is it, yeah, that's a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it, uh, but you don't race in that series. You're more a set of course of Pizzione, aren't you? Or do you do other series as other games as well? Well, yeah. Currently, I'm I'm primarily uh, focused, or you know, on a set of course of Pizzione. So that's yeah. that's my main thing. Uh, but you know, I have actually been thinking. For the past while that i'd like to get involved in in other sims and uh mm-hmm. you know perhaps i racing i racing would be kind of a another thing i'd be interested in taking part in and uh you know i i do i used to i mean when i first started sim racing actually i used to do, race a lot of single seaters so i used to enjoy you know or i still do i still enjoy you know like driving uh you know formula one uh formula three as well was, was always fun uh so you know, I'd like to kind of get back into that a bit. You know, kind of lighter cars, faster cars. You know, uh, more grip, more downforce. It's it's always good fun. Uh, touching on that, well, since since you're at the moment primarily an ACC driver for Williams, um, and I guess uh, part of at least what you do uh, as a driver is uh, endurance racing. So I guess you have to well, you have to share your car with um, with some of your Williams teammates. 
but yep. do you happen to also do like single like single driver events and do you normally compete against your Williams teammates as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, last year uh, I was involved in some of the uh, SRO uh, eSports sprint races. Um, so I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't take part in, in all the events, but I, I did take part in some of the events when I could. Um, so, yeah, you know, kind of I, did, I did do some solo events myself. Uh, and, yeah, when it, comes, when it comes to the racing, of course, uh, Rule number one: Don't crash into your teammate. Um, yeah. So, for sure, you know we we uh, we gave each other a little bit of, a little bit more room than say we would have given other competitors. But uh, for sure, there's uh, yeah good good healthy competition there, and had some good racing uh, together. Do you so you would say it's more like a, how to say more like a, uh, Schumacher Barrichello relationship, or is it more so? Not so much a uh, uh, yeah Hamilton Rosberg kind of thing. Uh, no, I mean I wouldn't say it's a Schumacher Barrichello situation. Uh, no, yeah, okay, that's a bit uh, too much yeah. one too. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah, so, something in between then. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I mean for sure, you know, it's it's we're allowed. Uh, we're allowed to race hard with each other, um, mm. and uh, definitely, you know. I mean, I, I remember actually. I remember um, actually. This was when I was just in, in talks with with Williams at the time, so we hadn't hadn't signed anything, and uh, we took part in the last. So it was it was the last race of the British GT Esports Championship at Donington. And uh, Jack Keithley, if you, if you know him, you know, um, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, so Jack Keithley was taking part in that race, and he was that was that was his first race um, in the championship. And uh, at the time, you know, I, I couldn't actually uh, I couldn't go for it to win the championship at that time. But I was actually, but P three was on the cards, standings. Uh, so. Uh, you know when it cut when it came when it comes to those kind of situations uh, we, we try to cooperate and help each other out where we can you know uh, so he didn't you know I think he yeah he qualified ahead of me uh, for that race and uh, but you know whenever we're racing with each other you know uh, let's say he didn't put up much of a fight <laughs> when I was coming through <laughs> so uh, you know uh, so yeah, so there's you know we we support each other like that, but you know if, if if there's nothing necessarily on the line, if you like, you know we're free to race as hard as we like, pretty much, just with a with some respect, a little bit of respect for sure. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Okay, <clears throat> sorry you caught me eating. I was just eating an apple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening away eating an apple. I was hungry. And um, I'm just going to note the time so I can edit this bit out. Uh, right. I just got to finish the apple, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of apple is it? A pink lady. Pink lady, oh, very good. Oh, very good. nice and sweet. <laughs> the nice and sweet one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I maybe, like the green ones. They're maybe I'll leave green. it in here. I don't know. Um, right. <laughs> I was really enjoying that chat with Danny there. Right. Um, 
So next question, which apples do you like? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and do, you, do you ever eat one during pit stops? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, w- I wish there was the time. I wish there was the time, David, but unfortunately not. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Well, I'll have a, a quick, uh, like, endurance question in that case on this topic. Uh, if you, I guess you've done, of course, double stints in, in endurance races. Do you, has it happened to you that you kind of, like, were really thirsty or really hungry or really had to go to the bathroom and you're like, oh, sh- damn it, I have to do one more hour now? Like, have you been stuck in such a situation and you had, okay, now I'm driving for Williams. I can't just, like, go to the, go to the bathroom when I want to. I have to now drive one more hour. Has such a yeah. thing happened, like, as, like, critical kind of moments? Uh, definitely, on multiple occasions, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but thankfully I can say that, you know, I've, I've, I've managed to, to, to restrain myself until I was out of the car. So, yeah. uh, you know, but I always keep, yeah, I always keep a water bottle beside me. Um, you know, maybe an energy drink before I do my stint, uh, to kind of, yeah, kind of keep focused or be energized. Um. So, but I always, yeah, like to make sure that I have a full water bottle before I start anyway. Do you have, do you have a, fan, a fan on you at all and things like that as well? Because you can, I mean, I can, especially when it starts getting towards, I mean, not so much in Letterkenny because it's always cold. Joke. It's a joke. Um, but, but, um, but like, you know, I, I, I could get a little bit sweaty and I, you know, even wearing just yeah. a t-shirt and shorts during the, um, during the summer months. So... What's uh, what are your tips for keeping cool? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, well, I like to try and you know have a have a shower before I start. You know, before I start any event, uh, uh, to kind of have a bit of cooling, some a little bit of cooling from that. But also, I use, I do have a fan actually that that sits to the left of me here, and uh, I do I do use it. I do use it, and it makes a huge difference to my stints. A huge difference so uh it's i find it quite important without it you know i'd be dripping sweat and yeah getting sweat in my eyes and then i can't you know burning my eyes and yeah very unpleasant (laughs) yeah do you um do you wear gloves and boots i do yes yeah yeah Uh, Uh, i can jump into yeah what's what's your uh, sim rig equipment like pedals wise uh, wheel wise all that stuff uh, yeah, so uh, I use uh, the Fanatec Club Sport V3 pedals uh, mm-hmm. with the brake brake performance kit, um, and uh, I use a Fanatec CSL Elite uh, wheelbase uh, with a uh, Club Sport F1 uh, wheel as well, V2 wheel. Do you just have the the V2, or do you have another wheel as well? Uh, no, I have a couple of others. Uh, I have the so when I bought the, the wheelbase originally, uh, it came uh, with the I think it's called the P1 wheel. So it's just mm-hmm. this large round one. wheel. Yeah. Um, and then I got the the F1 V2 wheel after that, uh, about a year afterwards. Actually, no, a couple of years. Um, and then I invested in the uh, I think it's called the round one. Wheel, the Fanatec round one wheel, so it's a smaller mm-hmm. wheel that would be kind of more commonly uh, geared, I guess, towards driving, say, uh, earlier Formula One cars, you know, from the early 90s and, and the mm-hmm. late 80s. 
So uh, those, and I got the uh, the Universal Hub as well attached to that. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Do you um, do you want to upgrade any of the equipment, or are you are you are you happy with with what you've got? Because uh, you know, you, it, a lot of people bring up this discussion about our oh, equipment be versus being fast and and whatnot. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've I've mentioned this before on the podcast that I found the best upgrade for me was better pedals. And I've got the V3s the same as you. Did you did you find the same when you upgraded equipment? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, it's it's uh, you know better like better equip like better pedals for sure uh, make make a big difference. Particularly you know with uh, the, the 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 load cell brake pedal. You know, mm -hmm. um, so I'd actually done prior to actually buying the. Uh, the club sport v3 pedals i did a lot of research about you know different pedals um and uh one thing that stood out for me when it came to the to the club sport pedals was the while the the movement of the pedal is limited if you like the brake pedal doesn't move that much mm -hmm. uh compared to other pedals um i actually read uh that from a biological standpoint, like or say how the brain works, is that the brain is actually better at determining or being more accurate with pressure, uh, like you know from the foot over position. So you know, for example, you know if you go consider say the the pedals of the uh, say the, the Logitech wheels, right? So there's a lot of movement in those pedals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of travel on the brake pedal. Um, so, you know, it's much more easier, uh, with the, with the club sport pedals to be more accurate with your pedal inputs because, you know, it's all about how much, how much, how hard you press the pedal. Um, and, uh, I suppose I might, you know, for me, actually, I kind of, with the brick performance kit, I actually use the two hardest elastomer springs. So the two green ones, large green ones, um, so to try and kind of maximize that that part for the for the accuracy if you like for the, the, okay. the brake pedal so okay. uh but for the steering wheel for sure as well you know kind of going from so originally yeah, i had well i had the sidewinder and then i moved on to a logitech g25 uh and the g27 and then i got the the fanatec csl elite and for sure, there was there was a difference in feeling when it came to driving a you know with a belt driven wheel to a gear driven yeah. wheel. Oh, definitely. Uh, so yeah, it's it makes a, it does make a difference for sure. Yeah. It does. I I find I can catch more with a belt driven wheel. I had a G twenty seven prior to my CSW two point five, and and again, people say the same thing. You know, it's not necessarily about it, it making you faster. It's more about the consistency. Um, and I and I think that having because the problem with a cogwheel is there's that kind of gap in the middle, isn't there, where you it, nothing happens. Yep. You know, like you lose you lose that little bit of kind of detail. Um, yep. And I definitely find with my Fanatec base that I catch a lot more of the slides or potential spins than I would have done ever have done on a G twenty seven. Definitely, yeah. It's it's uh, easier to be a lot more consistent for sure, and uh, you can be a little bit quicker as well. You know, there's that there's that little more little bit more detail uh, yeah. to, to there as well. Yeah. 
Also, the, there's a thing that the, the Logitech wheels there, um, say if you're going to go into a slide or if the car is going to snap uh, in the game, the wheel, the wheel's motor is actually not fast enough to relate, translate the wheel's uh, direction like sudden change. So you kind of have to counter steer on purpose by force to kind of catch it. So it's not, yeah, yeah. The be uh, better wheel maybe, yeah, makes you, I guess, helps to find like uh, catch such uh, smooth things. But I guess if yep. ideally we're driving on this perfect racing line without making a mistake, I guess a Logitech wheel will be fine, right? As I mean, if in theory the driving there's no slides or anything, I guess it would it would be fine. But I guess the, yeah, the brakes, like you said, it's um, yeah, we are much more used to using the muscles like the calf muscles to to regulate the brake rather than just ankle movement. So yeah, it's I guess yep. that's the big the biggest winner is on the brake pedal. Can I sure, ask yeah. you something directly uh, going along these lines? Do you do any specific physical preparation or in general, you know, some specific uh, training uh, for uh, for your, your esports endeavor? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I suppose being truthful because of what's happened over the last couple of years, I haven't, I'm not as active as I used to be. Um, but uh, for sure, uh, I mean, personally speaking, I'd like I would like to uh, stay fit to stay fit. You know, um, that's kind of my, my my primary focus is to have better uh, better overall fitness in, in all in, in life in general. Um, but I, I do I have found um, you know back when I was sit or when I was you know a, bit, a lot more active, going to the gym a lot more frequently, um, and and sim racing. It actually has a huge impact um, on on performance, um, particularly consistency. Um, because what I found is that you know whenever I would be driving, you know even you know uh, kind of ignoring uh, or putting aside endurance races, but even if you were to do a one-hour sprint race where it's kind of you know quite intensive, quite you know quite focused, um, you know you might. You know, someone who hasn't exercised or doesn't exercise frequently, you know, they get into a sprint race. They might, they can start off strong. You know, they're really with it, really good, really fast, really consistent. Uh, but over time, you know, you can get a bit tired, maybe. You know, and uh, as a result, then when you're a little bit tired, then the concentration isn't high up there. Um, now, you know, fitness isn't as crucial in in, in sim racing as it is in real racing of course because there's no g-forces you know uh but at the same time you know one thing i've kind of learned to appreciate about that you know that's a bit more difficult about say sim racing or esports compared to real racing is that uh because you know because basically you know if you want to practice for a race you simply just you know turn on your pc you know plug in your wheel load up the sim and drive you know uh there's you don't have to travel anywhere to test you don't have to prepare the car you don't have to spend you know, however much maybe a thousand euros two thousand euros just for a test or whatever um you know i suppose it, well, it depends on what car you're testing as well i suppose you know um but you know there's a lot of other factors involved uh you know to be able to to prepare for a race you know whereas with sim racing is a lot more straightforward but as a result because it's a lot, you know, easier to practice to 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 prepare for a race. 
then you have a lot of you know a lot of drivers are preparing hours and hours and hours you know um you know well days and days as well of course you know over over a period of time to prepare for an event so the level of competition is really high and because the level of competition is really high you have to be on it all the time there's you can't have this you can't waver a little bit you can't you know you, like if you look at a lot of the the top esports drivers, uh, you know, uh, you know the likes of James Baldwin, David Tunitsa, you know these guys, uh, and you look at their lap time variance over a stint, uh, it's it's really you know quite quite impressive, you know how consistent they're able to to drive across the whole stint, you know, kind of always being within you know two tenths, you know every lap's within like two or three tenths of each other, you know every single lap for a whole race so to be able to 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 maintain that to be able to maintain that level of performance uh you have to be you know you know fit physically as well as fit mentally as well you know well well prepared uh to keep that level of performance up throughout you know so for sure you know a little bit of physical fitness a little bit of uh mental training if you like you know can can help a lot for 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 esports events, yeah. Thank you. When you when you look at um, Jimmy Broadbent, who's been racing uh, for Praga, it, it, he's had to really up his fitness game. And uh, as you kind of just alluded to there, in in sim racing, they're, they're generally if you don't exercise, I, I I a bit like yourself with lockdown, I was able to 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 exercise as much, and then I had a I had sciatica, which I, I don't ever wish on my worst enemy. Um, and 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 then when I got back into sim racing again, I, I really found my glutes really get my left glutes as obviously well the leg I break with really getting angry at me because it it was being worked right it hadn't been worked in a while so I'm now back at the gym squatting and and things like that which which do help but Jimmy's had to really up his level of his fitness um, because he's got G forces to now contend with but it also with sim racing. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I'm conscious of it now that I try to not grip the steering wheel too hard because after a while my wrists start to hurt um, and the other bits and pieces. And seating position is really important because if you don't get that right, you yep. bring on injuries to yourself. So, you know. Definitely. It, um, um, so one of the questions I, want, I, I have for you is regards to your steering wheel setup. Do you have like labels on your wheel or... Do you try be consistent again uh, across the sims that you have? Do you have do you have any button boxes that give you extra options, or is it just the buttons that you have on your wheel? Uh, well, with with, with the uh, well with, with with the wheel I use, like I use my the, the Formula V two wheel. Yeah. Um, I, I pretty much have all the buttons I need, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. No, you do. To so, be honest, you, you uh, do, because I've got the 2.5, so I, I have the same okay. wheel. So, yeah, but yeah. I still have a couple of extra things on, depending what game I'm playing, I still yeah. have a couple of extra bits and pieces on a button box to my left. Um, and I also have a stream deck to my right, which is... Because going back to the concentration thing you mentioned you're wrong, if I'm racing the judge race, I put music on, I find okay. that helps me focus, like at a low level. Um, and then if I need to concentrate, I turn it up and I focus on the music. That's my little. That's my oh, little okay. thing. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 my little. Like I put on drum and bass, so it's got like a like a bit of a tempo to it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. 
yeah, yeah. kind of eggs you on a bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It allows me to focus, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I do find chat. If somebody talks to me in a corner, that's it. I'm off. Like, <laughs> how, how do you cope with that? What are you like? Do you... Are you able to... Because I watch Jardia on his YouTubes and, jo- and Jimmy Broadbent, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, how are you doing that? If I go to say hello to someone, I'm off. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, Jar- Jarday is a bit of a chatterbox. I know that. <laughs> yeah, but like, but, yeah, he's, yeah. but he, but like, but he's also putting in ridiculous lap times as well. So yes. What are you yeah, like? Do you, what do you like being spoken to? Do you or do you have to focus? Uh, no, I would say that you know, uh, yeah. Generally speaking. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like completely like Raikkonen. You know, I'm not completely <laughs> like that. But uh, you know, but for sure, I like I like uh, you know. Leave me like alone. If, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, yeah, a little. A little okay. I can be a, a little bit like that. But okay. But no, I mean, gener- I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that necessarily. But or say that. But uh, yes. I prefer. You know, uh, if if you know. Uh, if talking with yeah with my teammates or anything during yeah. a race or, or or anyone talking to me. I, I definitely prefer talk to me on the straights. Don't talk to me in a corner, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because uh, it's, yeah, it can go, yeah, lose a little bit of focus for sure. Yeah. 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 And, um, and um, I'm guessing during a race, do you, do you have a race engineer or are you each other's race engineers? Like on the team event you did at the weekend, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's, well, basically it's kind of, you know, it's a bit of both, you know, um, so uh, we do have, uh, we do have dedicated engineers as part mm-hmm. of the team that can, you know, help us uh, with uh, car setup development with our strategy as well. Um, so, you know, they're able to, I suppose, offer us um, a strategy upfront uh, for any events, but, uh, but also, uh, kind of adapting on the fly because you know unexpected things can happen in the race or you know, yeah so, uh, so you know th- that's required but um, but for sure you know even without uh, I mean you know there's there's a couple of events that would have participated in where uh, it was just the drivers kind of managing things you know ourselves uh, so uh, yeah you know we, we do support each other that way and you know, we we try to make it a rule or a point that you know whenever anyone any one person's driving in the car uh there's always someone support there's some someone there yeah. to support the driver so that's that's important yeah 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 i mean I, i'm i'm the same i like i like silence unless i want something and and i i have told people you stop talking to me when I'm in a corner. You know, you'd be like, you know, it happens more than more than you more than you more than you realise. But going yeah. back to the to the to the strategy type kind of things, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm guessing because you know if you're racing fundamentally in ACC, strategy yep. can't change a great deal from race to race. But I guess as a race evolves, that's where that the the person doing your strategy would potentially come into play, right? more would you say or yeah no definitely definitely i mean um you know i i remember you know when we when we took part in um the the spa 24 hours last year Mm -hmm. um you know that race in particular you know strategy is quite critical for multiple reasons you know uh you know we have the very long pit lane 
there um and you know you kind of have to think differently about you know uh, a race like that compared to other races you know to, you know so you know you might be a bit more cautious about how you race others uh yeah. than you normally would um simply because you know you get a drive-through you know you get a drive-through oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. at spa you've lost two and a half minutes you know <laughs> yeah because of Easy. it so yeah. and yeah. that's a lap that's a lap isn't it exactly yeah. yeah so you know so you have to be kind of yeah, you know, cautious and, and clever about that. But and for sure, there's are teams. quite easy to come across as well, aren't they, around Spa? Oh, definitely. At top of Radion, yeah. that's that's yeah. uh, that's a yeah. given for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if, if if the stewards don't give you a penalty, the game surely will. <laughs> or you know, <laughs> the sim will surely give you one. So, yeah. and that, I think that's something not not just in esports, but in in generally in communities now where stewarding. I mean, I don't think people really appreciate sometimes the effort that people give up their time to steward these events um, and broadcast oh, them yeah. as well you know like yeah. i mean you have to doff your cap to those people oh definitely i mean it's uh it's 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 you know very impressive how how they've uh you know how they've set everything up and you know there's 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 a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes for sure yeah a lot of work, uh, yep. And the broadcast qualities have just got have just got better and better and better over the years as well. And um, and I think yep. we saw a lot of that during lockdown. You know, where where real life commentators st start suddenly start commentating <laughs> on esports events, which and you know someone like Martin Haven and and David Addison, both of them have continued yep. doing so now, even with real racing. So and again, you know, they don't neither of them have to travel. They can be suddenly. At Paul Ricard, and the next race they're at, they're at Silverstone. You know they haven't even had to leave their couch, so yep. to speak. You know, like it's it's what sim racing has exactly. brought us. It's yeah. just yeah, unbelievable. Um, I guess now I want, as we kind of come towards the end of the podcast, I want to kind of sort of turn our focus a little bit to the future of sim racing and where you see things going in the future. Not just necessarily for yourself, but also. Uh, for sim racing in general, I mean, there are, there are, there's AMS two out there now. Have you tried that? Have you tried Auto Ballista two? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I have. Yep. Yep. It's, and what's, uh, your, what's your feelings yeah, really, on it at the moment? Really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I like uh, the variety yeah, it's good. of it. it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's it's uh, there's there's a huge there's a huge variety. You know, it's it's a huge variety of like you know single seaters, GT cars. You know, uh, Caterham was good fun. Remember that as mm. well, and kind of older, older Grand Prix cars, older Formula One cars, and uh, good, good track selection as well. I have not, no, I have not tried it yet. No. And I can, I can uh, genu genuinely recommend the GT ones as well. They're good fun if you haven't driven okay, those yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't. Uh, being honest, I haven't driven it in a while. I haven't driven it in a while. But uh, I mean, a mate of mine kind of told me, you know. Uh, should you should get, try AMS two again? It's like ours. Oh, like, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, there's oh, yeah, there's I a mean, lot of, I, lot more content. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is, and, and don't get me wrong, it's still not, it's still not perfect by any stretch. There's still some areas of. of um, I did a, uh, I mentioned a club, a club race with RD, and we were around Spa, and when cars were pitting, I was getting frame rate issues where I think the game must be loading the pit crew for a driver, and it causes some stuttering. Um, and only a couple of us were getting the stuttering, and then 
as the as the race went on, more people started getting the, the stuttering. But then I remember these issues with ACC as well. So, you know, yep. I, I put down ACC for a while and came back to it. Um, and AMS2 is, 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 is it's on the right tra- trajectory. So, um, and I know Danny's been racing in it recently as well, haven't you, Danny? You've been giving AMS2 a bit of a try, haven't you? Yeah, I've... Uh... I just was it last week or two weeks ago I did a club uh, an RD club race with some uh, really old cars there was the the old mini and the, um, the Lotus 23 I think it's called so they were very very slow but uh, the Lotus was great to just do a lot of it felt like a boat doing a lot of counter steering and turning on the <laughs> throttle and the mini was just the mini was just uh, lift off oversteer heaven and uh, yeah it was just good good fun and I know yeah the we had some issues with the pitting but I think uh, with the, in the pit boxes, but the game is still, if you get it right, it's uh, it's getting quite good, and it's um, well, I'm getting excited about it. So yeah, I've, I think that's what I will come back to when I get when I get back. Yeah, yeah, it's because I I think like ACC is a great game, and I absolutely love it. But I think the the variety that AMS two a, a bit a, reminds me a little bit of AC one really, you know, in that regard, the the variety, obviously a lot of the variety that's in AC one was from the modding community. Um, but I, I sometimes you know, ACC is great and it's awesome and I love it. But getting that variety in AMS two at the moment, I think it just kind of it gives you something else that you we, we haven't had in a while. Especially, yep. it looks so good as well with the with the with the twenty four hour cycle. If you if you do like an hour race and a twenty four hour cycle, Tariq, oh my god, it looks great, and and that that gets me excited. It's really weird, but it does. So yep. you know. No, um, must 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 have a. I'll, I'll, I'll get back into it for sure. Give yeah, it a, yeah. Give it another well, rush. But, yeah. But you obviously you love ACC and you and you race in ACC. But is there, is there another PC game that you will you will turn to? I mean, I know you mentioned Rally, but is there anything else that you would turn to, or is there anything else you're looking forward to with regards to to sim racing in the future? Oh. Uh... <laughs> Well, I suppose, I mean, out, out, outside of, uh, you know, uh, you know, outside of uh, sim racing, um, I'm, I'm quite, uh, I would say, kind of a competitive fighting game player, if you like. Yeah, you know? okay. Uh, so I, I play a lot of uh, a lot of Street Fighter, a lot of Virtual oh, Fighter, a lot okay. of Tekken. So I'm, I'm big into those kind of games as well, but... Uh, also, uh, yeah, but I mean, suppose in sim racing, uh, specifically, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to AC2. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of talk about it, yeah. and you know, yeah. there's a lot of different things about it. And with ACC as well, you know, there's, uh, I believe, there's a plan to to release an American track pack. Sometime. Yeah, there's a route. Yeah, there's, so, there's, I think it's coming, isn't it? I mean, you know, like yeah. it's it's part of the SRO series, so you you would hope that they would come to us, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, maybe some more Asian tracks in the future as well. You know, perhaps. Right. Yeah, but they can't really do a great deal with the cars unless unless they release new cars, which they have done with the Audi recently. So, um, you know, um, but which is I have to ask a question? Which is your favourite ACC car to to jump in? Which is your favourite? I know you you oh, raced the Bentley at the weekend, yeah. but you know, like, yeah, which is your favourite? Um, I would say, uh, I mean, overall, is it track uh, the, dependent or 
No, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's track dependent, but uh, I suppose a car that's always worked well for me and that uh, suited my style uh, well was the Ferrari, actually. Okay. So the, uh, that's that's a car that yeah works well for me. So. Well, I've I've always been a big fan of the uh, of the Aston Martin. Um, it's very good also, car as well. Yeah, yeah I've all, but I've also kind of kind of grown to like the Audi, and the reason I drove the Audi was because not a lot of people did. Um, because people feel like because it's a mid-engine car that it does some weird stuff and yeah it does some weird stuff time to time but you kind of get used to that and um but uh but yeah um so where do you think sim racing is going to keep going you know uh, like esports wise do you think it's had its moment in the spotlight with lockdown and think um, people will slowly forget about it or do you think it's here to stay and it's only going to get better as over the next sort of couple of years. Oh no, for sure it's 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 going to it's going to continue to grow more and more. And uh, you know, one thing that's kind of becoming more and more apparent is um, you know the the involvement of all the of a, of a number of car manufacturers, you mm. know, uh, putting forward their own either their own esports teams or partnering up with existing esports teams. So, you know, Mercedes, for example, you know, have, uh, have, have partnered or AMG, yeah, Mercedes AMG have partnered with Williams this year, okay. um, you know, uh, fielding uh, a car in the endurance series. Um, and, uh, you know, but, you know, you also have the likes of, uh, you know, there's a, there's you know, one or two teams have, have always had a, you know, close ties, with manufacturers for a number of years, such as you know the the Ferrari esports team. Of course, they have a link with the the the, the brand, um, uh, the Formula One team. Uh, but you know now you know like one thing that's you know becoming more you know you're seeing now manufacturers such as uh, you know BMW also getting much more involved with sim racing, and uh, you know Lamborghini. You know Lamborghini have. Uh, created their own, you know, from scratch, their own esports team. They have, yeah. Uh, so, you know, which they're competing in the endurance series or the uh, the Intercontinental GT Challenge esports series this year. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot more more and more interest now in esports, and you know, you have a lot of you know big backing from from different car manufacturers uh, taking it more seriously, and you know. One thing, I suppose, you know, when you think about it as a, if you like, as a business, right? Um, you know, to go real racing is, you know, kind of talked to about before, it's it's an expensive thing, right? And that's yes. why there's a lot of us that do sim racing and not real racing, you know, because it's just, it costs too much to, to do the real thing. So with esports, you know, the, let's say the, the capital required to, to get started in it or to be involved in it is, is much less than real racing and when it comes to you know uh manufacturers wanting to get exposure or not even manufacturers but you look at you know different uh sponsors or companies that want to get involved um it's you know in sim racing uh you know they, they it, there's not really much to it you know to from from a capital standpoint to, to get involved you know so it's cost effective, but but they get a lot of exposure. And you know, it was noted before uh, 
um, I believe, you know, a couple of years ago or a few years ago now, in 2019, when, uh, you know, that was the first season of the SRO Esports series. And, you know, they were hosting the final events, of course, at the actual real races, you know. Yeah, so they had, yeah. you know, different tracks. And uh, it was noted that actually there was there was a there was a time where uh, so both you know there was an East, there the there was the SRO esports finals taking place at Spa um, and at the same time the 24-hour race was going on at, you know, in the background and uh, you know both races were being broadcast um, but it was noted actually when they were comparing comparing the viewership between the real race and the esports race. There was more viewers on the esports race than the than the real race, so that's something which was quite interesting. You know, quite interesting to see that you know there's there's a lot more people who are interested in you know in esports in general, but also you know I suppose if you take it to a further a level down, you know, interested in uh, esports in the context of sim racing. You know, so there's definitely a huge potential for growth uh you know going forward and uh yeah it's just gonna get better and better and bigger and bigger <laughs> so i i, I think now i think esports is uh, one thing it's got over real racing is generally you don't see the mechanic well you don't see the mechanical failures in acc that well we, yep. we, danny and davide and i have touched this in the in the past you know back games back in the day i mean jeff graman's grand prix you could you could you would have engine failures or gearbox failures and they tend to kind of whittle that out of games, but uh, but also sim racing tends to be a little bit closer, more competitive than real racing in a lot of the times as well um, yep. that that I've that I've seen. Um, uh, uh, but uh, talking about failures, uh, uh, kind of pulling it back a little bit, um, you had a, a technical issue at the weekend. Is that uh, that's yes. unusual for you? Is it? Or was, was that what, was that a technical issue for you or what are your fellow teammates? uh both well uh all of us actually <laughs> um, oh, okay but uh but yeah no it's th that th i i uh yeah i had a technical problem um that i identified actually during the qualifying session and, right uh, and that was that was actually the first time in any esports event i've taken place where i had a technical failure so considering i've done it for a few years it's yeah. not too bad <laughs> but uh yeah so unfortunately i had a bit of a technical problem yeah at the weekend so so when did you finish in that race oh uh i know what i'd rather not say yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i'm putting him on the spot here so well, I'll, I'll, I'll i'll say we didn't finish in last place i'll just say that right, so okay. uh <laughs> but uh so you know we we you know we 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 uh we struggled on we pushed on um and we got a few places uh either due to people disconnecting uh yeah. or or incidents or whatever else but yeah. uh yeah so but we were we were up. it's round very Bathurst, much on the back it? foot so it's it's a yeah. it's a tough track at the best of times isn't it Bathurst? yeah yeah it's it's definitely you know it's it can be quite challenging going through the mountain section and we were yeah. actually we were all you know we were all quite surprised we thought i should be we'd be further up than we were because we we're like Bathurst, people are going to crash. <laughs> you know, pretty much <laughs> to put it simply, you know, because of the mountain section, you know. But uh, surprisingly, everyone kind of kept their nose clean mostly, so they got wow. through okay. And, so, and also, uh, you know, there's there's no there's no point quitting at that point because 
it's you've got to think about it. it it's good practice, isn't it? To because I see yeah. a lot of a lot of drivers. I mean, I I um I did in a I can't remember. I think I can't remember if I was sh- yeah I was stewarding. I think yeah I was stewarding in an event with um, let's just say an ex Formula One world champion was taking part, and uh, this ex Formula One world champion um, sped in the pit lane. And, right. and and got a penalty, and because that happened, they quit. And and I was actually a little bit disappointed with that because, you know, like it's a learning experience. Like you're new, they were they were new to sim racing as as many Formula One drivers at the time were because it was during this was during lockdown. But then the same yep. thing happened to their teammate, and they quit as well because they both made the same mistake by speeding the pit lane. But the thing is, is like, I, if that was me, I'd be kicking myself, but I wouldn't quit because. I I could use still use that time to get better and improve, yep. and I and it's and it's a shame that some people do just give up. Um, so yeah, kudos. I mean, you you could have just thrown in the towel, but are you? And that's a question: Are you allowed to throw in the towel? I mean, I mean, because you're representing. Yeah. You know, like how does that work? Did, did the team get? I mean, did the team penalise you? I mean, what do they Do they give you a whipping? What happens? <laughs> uh no well i mean for sure for sure you know that it's it's uh it's preferable to to keep racing to keep driving yeah. uh but i mean you know sometimes sometimes there is a there can be an absolute let's say major technical failure yeah um you know it's i mean it's 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 happened to us before in uh last year and in those situations it's like okay they just, you know, have to retire. And that's yeah. that, you know. But it happens uh, in racing, right? So why can't it happen in yeah. sim racing, I guess? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but for sure, yeah, I mean, you know, yesterday, uh, or sorry, not yesterday, the day before, uh, you know, we knew from the outset that, yeah, the, you know, we didn't have any real chance of, of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of any decent results, if you like. Um mm-hmm. But we took it as a, you know, I mean, we, we had done a lot of practice for the race prior, you know, prior to the event, but um, I suppose we never did 12 hours straight, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. kind of a 12 hour run. So it was a good opportunity to uh, gather some data about the car. Um, and I mean, yeah, the Bentley, uh, you know, it's, it's a car that uh, I did, yeah, I raced it a couple of years ago uh you know in the sro esports um mm-hmm. but you know since then i hadn't actually driven it that often i've driven it sometimes uh so you know it's also kind of an opportunity to get you know more familiar with the car try and really you know understand what makes it tick because you know every car has its own little thing uh to make it go fast uh, so, you know, it's a good opportunity to familiarize uh, myself a bit more with the car, as well as for my teammates as well, who don't have uh, a lot of experience with the car. Uh, so, you know, we definitely picked up stuff from it. We learned things from that, uh, if you like, extended test session, if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's always there's always something to learn and something to benefit and uh, from from taking, you know, just, you know, sticking it, sticking it through, you know, just keep keeping up with it you know just sticking uh sticking yeah. to it and no i agree i think i think pushing on. A, yeah i think there's this it makes sense in you know not in every single case like you say if it's a major technical issue 
then there really isn't yep. much point. But if you can get over whatever issue you've got and use that time, and and if it's the first time you've raced with your teammates as well, you, you'll learn something about each other as well, what yep. each other likes um, and so forth, and, and, and learn to work together. And that is fundamentally very important when it comes to the team events. So what's the next round for you guys then? When's the next race? Uh, the next race, I believe, is on the 18th of June. Okay. Uh, and that will be the Spa 24 Hours. Oh, very, very nice. Very B nice. The big one. The big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and, and between... Track limits. Yeah, track limits, track limits, indeed. And between, yeah. and between the now and then, that's where your focus will be, uh, or unless you've got other events in between, in between that. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, that, that's I suppose that's my primary focus uh, yeah. for now. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of you know, there's there's a, there's an interesting esports competition that came about recently that uh, I'd be interested in getting involved in a bit more. Okay. Uh, so the uh, the uh, Drive to Dream competition. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what we can do with that one. As well. Do you, do you, do you pick up the phone and speak to someone the bat phone and Say hey guys, any chance of getting me involved in that? How does how does that? No, I mean it's, oh, no, it's, it's open. It's open to anyone. It's open to everyone, isn't it? Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyone can take part. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Give, yeah, I, I see a, a lot of these competitions, and I'm just like, yeah, no point in me taking part. I haven't got one. I haven't got time to practice. And two, I I know there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there that are much much faster than me. But maybe one day I should. Maybe you know, you never know. I might, with a little bit of luck on my side, um, you never know, I might make it past round one. But, uh, but if I could keep my nose clean. But, uh, yeah. Um, Danny, David, Day, before we before we bring this to a close, do either of you have a, have a final question for Tariq? Uh, yeah, if, uh, if you have any plans, like I know you said you would like to venture into other sims, but does Williams have any plans for you to go into another sim at the moment? Or are you fully focused on ACC for now? Uh, I'm fully focused on, on ACC for now, um, but uh, I mean that's partly to do as well with my with my time. So I'm a little bit limited with my time uh, generally. So being able to um, say focus on multiple sims at the same time is a bit trickier for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, for sure, yeah, there's uh, hopefully have some have some discussions soon see about exploring other simulators or other sims as well. Which one would you like to prefer if you had the chance? Uh, well, I'd like to get into iRacing, to be honest, yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, iRacing would be kind of the next one. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I've driven, yeah, I've driven a, a lot of uh, all the different sims over the years and, uh, you know, uh, Setter Course, of course, and Setter Course Gimsione, but, uh, you know, R-Factor and R-Factor 2 and, um, you know, uh, iRacing and uh, automobilista and so on and um you know i now i'm i'm not someone who's you know uh, you know i won't say that you know one sim is better than another because i actually do think that all sims have something that they offer that's better than everyone else you know so yep. they all have their own strengths and weaknesses um but uh, you know i'd say overall when it comes to or for for what I'm looking for, if you like, in a sim, um, iRacing would be uh, would be something I would like to get into more uh, in the future. 
Cool. Then good luck. Hope it happens soon. Thanks. Have a day. Any final questions from you? Yeah, I would like to ask to Tariq if you have any suggestion or advice to someone who would like to try and start any a, a career in esports, uh, but you know, not just a grown man sat behind uh, a wheel. Maybe even uh, you know a little kid or uh, or maybe the parent of a kid that is showing some. Uh, uh, you know, some some talent in uh, e-racing. So what would you say to someone, you know, that wants to try this uh, this path in his life or her life? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, one thing I would say for sure is, uh, you know, highly, uh, I would highly recommend the RD club races, to put simply, you know. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, in terms of competition, you know, it's a uh, it's a good uh, it's it's a good thing to to get into initially, and you know it it's actually helped me a lot. You know, it's helped me a lot in my uh, you know, sim racing career as well. And you know, there was there's a period of time in the late two thousands where I stopped sim racing for a while, and then I got back into it when I joined RD. Um, so you know, I'm a big believer that you know that it's Competition is the best way to improve yourself, and you know I think that you know even outside of sim racing, anything anything competitive, uh, it's always good to be to put yourself into it to improve yourself rather than just kind of doing things on your own. You know, um, so it's important to be involved in racing, and uh, but at the same time as well, you know. Uh, you know, I've seen people in the past that you know, um, like for example, well, for example, the SRO esports uh, events. You know, they were or the the sprint series last year was open to the or and this year as well. You know, but it's open to the public. You know, anyone can can take part. So if they can qualify high enough, they can take part in the championship. Um, and you know, quite often. Uh, you know, I would see people who are obviously, you know, they came across a race or a championship previously in a previous season or whatever, and it's like, oh, I want to get involved in it. I want to take part. I want to compete. And, you know, perhaps they have, they don't have very much experience and it can be a little bit of a, perhaps a shock to the system, you know, when they see, you know, if they're, you know, a few seconds off the pace, you know, uh, or more. From the from the top drivers, and you know, if I were if I was in their position, yes, it's extremely disheartening and very very demotivating, and you kind of just think, okay, I'm no good at this, you know. But uh, you know, so at the same time, while I think it's important to get involved in competition, I think it's important that in the competition that you get involved in, that is, you're always competing with people who are either of a similar level or maybe slightly better, but not a lot better. Because when they're a lot better, you can't relate. You can't relate to people like that because, you know, they're doing things perhaps with the car that you think, I can't do that. I don't know what they're, or you don't know what they're doing. You don't understand what they're doing. Um, so then it just becomes an exercise in frustration. But if you're always competing against drivers of a similar level or that they're slightly better than you, uh, then there's that opportunity for growth. And then, you know, you just kind of like a ladder, if you like, you know, you go from one 
uh, one series to the next, you know, and eventually, uh, you know, provided people put it, you know, put the time in and sacrifices do have to be made, you know, it has to be, you know, sometimes you just have to sit and practice and put the time in. There's no just show up on the day and you're amazing. That doesn't work, you know. Even Michael Schumacher, you know, uh, he was well known for, you know, spending hours and hours and hours preparing for races and testing and te constantly testing. Uh, so, you know, it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of hard work to, to get to that, you know, to get to a top level. But uh, it's possible. But all it's, you know, just it's has to, the person has to be willing, you know, or if the will is there, they can, I'm sure they can do it, you know. Uh, well, the will and obviously the sacrifice and preparation, but, you know, that has to start with that, uh, the, the strong will and desire to be, to be at the top level. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, well, thank you, Tariq, for joining us this week. Um, been a, an absolute pleasure having you here thank you very much i know we spoke a long long time ago about you coming on the podcast as well and um i did the same to chris hay uh which he quite <laughs> rightly reminded me uh on his episode so um yeah, it's, take, it's taking me a little while to get my backside in gear but here you are so um and hopefully our listeners have, have enjoyed hearing from you from you as well i'm sure they will and um uh and uh if people want to follow you and find out what you're getting up to what's the best way uh, well, yeah, I have uh, I have my Twitter handle, you know, uh, at uh, at Tarek Gamil uh, on Twitter, and uh, you can also find me on uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook page, so mm -hmm. uh, Tarek Gamil as well. I think it's called. <laughs> I think yeah, that's what yeah. I called it. Yeah, yeah and, that's what you called uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I also have uh, an Instagram uh, page as well, which I think is <gasps> Tarek Gamil Racing. Okay. I think so. <laughs> so. Well, I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll put them all in the um, but, in the podcast notes. So if anybody's interested in giving you a follow, then um, they can find the details there. Uh, but thank you yep. very much uh, for joining us. A few couple, a, a, a few, well, three mentions from me uh, at the end of this podcast. Uh, first off, uh, I'd let you know uh, they are, we currently race department is hiring. So if you're interested in becoming a writer for uh, race department you can uh, apply uh, for that position so always if you're interested in getting into the media and so forth and it's always a good way to start and open a few doors and you know as we were talking about uh, Paul Jeffrey uh, during the the recent podcast with you know Chris Hay I mean he started out commentating at race department and now he's commentating on real life racing in the TCR Europe so uh, you know, uh, it opens doors and gives you opportunity. And a, a bit like what Tariq was just saying there around uh, practice, practice, practice. I mean, the amount of hours Paul's put in doing commentary and it's paying dividends now for him, which is fantastic stuff. Uh, worth a mention as well, Race Room is free access until the end of this month. So uh, if you haven't played Race Room in a while uh, or you've never played Race Room at all i know race department have put on some events and, and so are some other communities out there so um go out and check out all content is free to access until the end of may so there's still a few days as we record this left of that and also we announced last time that uh, simracing.gp had a new look 
Well, they've just announced the support for Autoroad Ballista 2. So uh, if you are part of a community that uses simracing.gp, then keep an eye out for some events for AMS2, which is absolutely great because I'm taking part in the Race Department 1 on Thursday evening. Right. Uh, before we bring this podcast to a close, uh, Davide, Danny, thank you as always for being here. Thanks as always for having us here. Yep, you're welcome. Thank also, I like I like to say I did not pay Tariq any money to say about joining club races at race. <laughs> <Ireland>, so, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting for the check. I'm waiting for the check. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 want to, just want to put it out there. He was just bang on brand. Yes, which is absolutely yes. fantastic. So, uh, uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Or yes. I, I have to make a confession. What's that? I, I did pay Tariq to say that Ferrari is his favorite car. When, when he said that the Ferrari is his favorite car, be, I did be, pay him. Be, be careful, Tariq, because as soon as we, we stop we stop recording this, he's going to be after your number. Because he's, um, he's. I already he's, asked yeah. him. I, I uh, sent him a message yeah. on RD. Yeah, I yeah. already asked him for his, his phone number. He's our resident stalker, so uh, be warned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, as always thank you very much for Danny for being here and David Day and thank you very much for our guest this week Tariq Gumil. it's been an absolute pleasure to hear from you uh, and, and hear how you got started and, and, and good luck for all the for your future endeavours in uh, your esports arenas uh, and uh, thank you dear listener for once again downloading this podcast don't forget we've got a catalogue of previous episodes uh we've probably got a couple more podcasts to come out uh, before our regular summer break especially the fact that poor david day will be melting if we continue during the summer and let's be honest we don't want to hear the mopeds or the ambulances or any other uh form of uh sirens going on but uh yeah but anyway uh we'll we'll, we'll take our usual summer break uh through july and august i can hear the groans now um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really sorry, but we need to have a bit of a, a bit of a break. And uh, well, that's it. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I've been Paul Glover. This has been the Race Department Podcast. Cheerio.